Hello, and welcome to our third episode of the How to Be Wise podcast. My name is Samantha. And I'm Shauna. Today, we're interviewing the two vice presidents of WISE, Leanne Dubay and Hallie Prescott. Leanne is the current internal vice president of WISE, while Hallie is the external VP. They've both been involved on WISE for many years here at Queen's, and today they're here to discuss their roles and the differences in their experiences as females in STEM. Here's the episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. Let's start with an introduction on yourself and your role in WISE. So, Hallie, why don't you start us off? Okay, so I'm Hallie. I'm the external vice president of WISE, which means that I'm in charge of all the things that you would hear or see of WISE doing all the sort of events that go on. And that encompasses a few of our mainstreams. So first, our events, which are for Queen students and faculty. And we host a bunch of different events on campus that are meant to network students, to industry, to academia, to other students, as well as to gain professional skills. So those are all our big events on campus. And then we have a big outreach program where we go into the Kingston community um, and surrounding community. And we work with elementary and high school kids in various ways. And then we also run a mentorship program, mm-hmm. uh, which is under myself as well, and fundraising. So those are all our big external events that you would probably hear about. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you are taking in oh, school yeah. <laughs> So I'm in my fourth and final year of life sciences at Queen's. Awesome. Leanne? Um, So my name is Leanne and I am the internal vice president. Um, So I'm in my final year, I guess fifth year, I did an internship last year of chemical engineering. So as the internal vice president, I work with Megan, the president, and also alongside Hallie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically the internal side of things, that's everything that we do that kind of keeps all the external things up and running. So it's, we like to call it the behind the scenes things. So it's like the sponsorships or reaching out to external companies to get funding, um, the finance. So that's like the budget that we work with for all the events and outreach programs. Mm -hmm. You both, so our lovely communications and marketing team. That's where we are. Um, (laughs) As well as our logistics. um, And then of course the website. So kind of all the things that keep everything up and running. Yeah. And I guess we say that we are in charge, but there's so many other people (laughs) who do everything and we just get to take credit. (laughs) And you guys run that so well, though, because is this, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first year we have two vice president roles. Awesome. Was there a reason for starting that this year? I I mean, you're both so experienced and wise, so. I think that's really where it came from was, Mm -hmm. I guess this is more on Megan's (laughs) Megan's terms, but when she was looking at the the vision for the team next year, she kind of saw a natural fit with both of us. I think Mm -hmm. we've both had experiences on both Both sides sides, of things Mm -hmm. and just felt that having us both there would be beneficial, and I think it's worked really well this year. Yeah, I think so too, (laughs) and that's one of the things I think we've both noticed. Wise has grown, and I think Megan talked about this, exponentially in the past four years, so when we were both starting out, I think it was around like less than 20 people, Um, and now we're over 200 which is amazing but every year um we kind of get to reshape what the club looks like and what the director coordinator team is like and it's very dependent on the talent and the amazing people who interview um Mm -hmm. which i think is great because we get to mold the team every year so that everyone is in the role that's best suited for them that makes the club work in the best way that year i like to think (laughs) a little bit biased um but i think we really enjoyed having that structure um because we worked so well, you, me, and Megan, as a team the past four or five years, that mm-hmm. it was kind of a natural fit. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, some people might think, oh, that's like a lot of people, but communication and like the different skill sets mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. bring worked well with each other, <laughs> yeah. I would say. And it's great how, like, WISE doesn't just fit into one box. Like, you guys are so open to changes every year. And I think that makes other people want to get involved more Mm because there's more opportunity, maybe, when you're more flexible like that. So uh, that's something I love about WISE. Us too. (laughs) (laughs) So we would like to ask both of you, what's a major thing that you 
both have learned from WISE over the last few years because you've been on it for so long? The biggest thing that I've taken from WISE is that importance of having not only the mentors and role models, but Mm -hmm. how you can find those people in your peers and with the girls that you're working with. So when I came, I moved from like a small Northern Ontario community to Queens and Mm -hmm. I didn't have that support network that I was really used to and I didn't really find that immediately in my classes. I was in huge classes, like hundreds of students. You weren't really making friends necessarily with the people sitting beside you. And getting to join WISE right in my first year gave me that support network right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think that WISE continues to have that within it. So while you get to help the community and help the students on Queen's campus, you also get to help yourself because you're with all those amazing women and peers that you're working with and you get to learn from them. Like, I've never done a podcast before. I'm getting (laughs) to learn from you guys right now. Um, So that's something that I learned the importance of having that support network and that group of people. And once you find them, how important that is and then how you can give that back. That's something that me, Megan, and Leah talked about a lot um, in our last year here. Like, okay, how are we going to build our team and how are we going to support them and how are we going to push people into positions like a little bit out of their comfort zone but in ways that we know that they can grow because we've all experienced that mm-hmm. so much through us and we're all so grateful for that. Yeah, I kind of echo that a lot. I think if you would have seen me or met me in my first year or second year, like I whirlwind difference. Like I was very, well, I still am naturally like introverted and kind of quiet. But I think one of the big things that I've learned through WISE is that it's okay to push yourself Mm -hmm. and to try things that maybe you're not so comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I know the different positions that I've had through WISE have really, each of them have taught me something new and the people that I've worked with like as Hallie mentioned kind of the people that you surround yourself with with wise is that they not only challenge you to try new things is that they're also there to learn from so you see uh, people like Megan for example like the way Mm -hmm. that she just kind of can interact with everybody and on a whim like pick up like a anything like any sort of meeting needs to roll off or like the way Hallie can just kind of be approachable by everybody or just go to anybody it's like you really do learn a lot from everyone this year at the December 6th memorial I gave a speech at that memorial like on behalf of wise I watched that and and that's (laughs) something that's something that if you would have told me two years ago that I would have been speaking in front of that many people I would have said you're crazy like (laughs) I'm never gonna do that like I don't like public speaking but that's something that wise has really taught me that it's like I can do those things I just maybe sometimes need the little push to do it yeah that's awesome I feel the same way and like Shauna you probably relate like with this podcast (laughs) honestly it was just a dream I think I talked about it in my interview and I was like I want to maybe start a podcast but it was just because I was obsessed with that (laughs) and now it's happening and it's like I never would have thought this a few Mm -hmm. years ago go like I agree so much it like has really put me outside Mm -hmm. of my comfort zone and I think that's amazing so wow okay Um, (laughs) and I think like even just moving back for a sec too like we attract people who have those great ideas and we go for it what I said and what Leanne said earlier and as you mentioned like this podcast is the perfect example for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So Hallie, can you discuss your decision going into LifeSci and what you hope to pursue in a future career, like in medical field, mm-hmm. possibly? Awesome. So yeah, I guess I can even start when I was in high school. I was in a really small high school, which was really supportive, was in super small classes. But even despite that, I didn't actually know what engineering was at all in high school. It was mm-hmm. never displayed to me as an option. I didn't know anyone who was an engineer. And I was doing really well in math and science and when I look back now it's hard for me to think that even though I was in such a supportive community that I wasn't necessarily informed of all of my options Mm -hmm. so that's why I applied to Queens and especially because Queens has a first year general science program so you get to take physics and biology and chemistry and math Mm -hmm. which was a huge obviously draw for me but once I got here and I started to learn what engineering was and meet um, people in WISE that were in engineering I kind of thought oh maybe 
that was probably something I would have considered as well. One thing I'm so proud that WISE does is that we do talk to high school and elementary mm-hmm. kids and just really get the word out there about so people are making those informed choices and they do end up in the fields or in the streams that's right for them. And I do believe that life sciences is the right stream for me and I am mm-hmm. where I belong. So that's kind of how I started in high school and why I chose Queens. Yeah. Um, and then I'm moving from that first year of general sciences, I always say that life sci was my way of not actually having to choose a major again. Um, because even in life sciences, there's such a huge variety of courses that are available to you. And even in my second year, I was still taking chemistry and I was still taking math as stats and I was still getting to take um, anatomy and physiology. So it was really my way of not actually having to choose a major. Big little cop out there. And I think that Queen's does a really good job of letting students pursue a lot of different streams and explore their interests in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, so I've really, really got that experience through LifeSci. Um, so my fourth year, you do have to make a lot of big decisions. And I'm not 100% sure what I want to do next. We're obviously all in that same place where you're applying <laughs> yeah. to different jobs and in different schools and different programs, potentially in healthcare, mm-hmm. or it is in sort of healthcare research. I have a bit of experience in that, and that's kind of where my interests are and what I'm hoping mm-hmm. to win it by myself, I guess, in the future. Amazing. <laughs> Stay <Do> tuned. You, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening next year, but do you think at all that WISE might have helped you in forming, like, these decisions of what you want to do? Like, because I just know wise has so many programs where you can like talk to people like mentors and things like that definitely so in right in my first year I met Natasha so shout out to Natasha um (laughs) she was in her first year of medical school here at Queens and had taken um life sciences before that here at Queens Mm -hmm. and she was sort of my first exposure to someone in my program a few years above me and right from the get-go she was so friendly she would talk to me about her courses and the choices she had made and everything like that and because medicine is obviously something that a lot of life science students are interested in it was so great to talk to her and just get her advice and hear her experiences and then even not necessarily life science specifically when I get to um, attend conferences or have these discussions with members of WISE talking or sharing those feelings about your uncertainty about your future or applying to jobs or building your resume or anything like that those discussions come up all the time and why they come up in our workshops they come up just in conversation when we talk like this about what's happening next year and I think having had those conversations with people and wise, it makes me so much more comfortable moving forward, not being sure or exploring different options and it's helped me realize that you should go for what you're passionate and what you want to do and that might not necessarily be where you saw yourself originally Mm -hmm. but that there is a place for you wherever you want to go it's you're going to find yourself there um you just have to put in a little bit of work but again I think and this touches on what Megan said that once you see people or you hear of people in those positions that you want to be or who are also striving for those same goals it makes it so much more attainable to you Mm -hmm. and I think WISE has been a huge part of that for me that I can achieve wherever I want to see myself in the future wow (laughs) I'm so glad that and I mean, WISE has helped me almost with those, some of those decisions yeah. as well at some of the events this year. So I'm also grateful, like, just <laughs> coming into it in my fourth year of yeah. having that opportunity to, like, network a little bit mm-hmm. more and things like that. It definitely helps those hard decisions in oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, so Leanne, do you want to tell us a bit about your internship that you did at Shell and how it was, like, working as a female in engineering field? Yeah, of course. Um, So I did a 16-month internship with Shell really close to Edmonton, um, and I was working at, it was a big complex, um, and it encompassed an upgrader, a refinery, and a chemicals plant. So Mm -hmm. it was a little bit bigger than your typical site that you'd be working on. One of the prefaces by saying kind of at the start of my internship, so I got paired with both a mentor and a supervisor. So my supervisor was my direct boss, I would say. In this case, it was a man. And my mentor, they paired me with uh, one of the female process engineers. Um, So in school, I'm in chemical engineering, focusing in process engineering. Mm -hmm. And so what I really 
really want to do and what I was doing on my internship was process engineering work. So being able to get paired with a female mentor from the get-go was really, really Mm -hmm. amazing. And I really appreciated that that was kind of the way that they had set it up. And a lot of the times people talk that maybe that when you're given a mentor, it might not be the best relationship, but that actually ended up turning into probably (laughs) she was the best mentor that I could have ever asked for. Coming into it, so there was kind of a lot of other students there as well. But something I did notice right off the start was that out of a group of about 10 of us, there was only two females to start. So that threw me off a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I I tried to not think of it too much. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to focus on, okay, I know you can learn so much from everybody. So that wasn't really something that had a direct impact on my work, I would say. Working at site, working at a field where there's a plant right there, I had lots of opportunity to kind of go out in the field and interact with the operators, get a look at different process equipment. And I never really felt that anybody was treating me differently. I know they kind of had a little joke that it was like, you're a student, so they would not call you by your name. They just call you student sometimes. But (laughs) that wasn't because I was a female or anything. It was just kind of how some of the operators would just joke about it. But in terms of kind of the people I interacted with, I know a lot of people would spend extra time with me, but I didn't think any of it ever came because I was a female. I think Mm -hmm. it really became because they really wanted students to learn and grow. One thing that I will mention is because I did have a female mentor, she kind of took note of some of those things though. She would give me a heads up, hey, you're going to the field for the first time. Just like someone might make a comment Mm -hmm. and it never actually came up that anyone did make a comment, but that was something that she told me. And so I was kind of worried about, Mm -hmm. but because it never actually directly happened to me it wasn't something that I was like worried about Mm -hmm. ever or Mm -hmm. nervous about and being on such a long internship 16 months is a lot longer than your typical co-op term that a lot of Mm -hmm. schools have um so a lot of these other students that were working there were only working for four to eight months at a time I was in an interesting situation where near the end of my internship I was actually besides my uh supervisor was the most senior person on the team Mm -hmm. Um, And during that point as well, our team composed of five guys. And then so I was the only female on the team. But once again, my supervisor never made that any issue. It wasn't ever anything like, oh, Leanne is doing this because she's the only female. That's not the reason that she gets Mm -hmm. to take on this job. She's Mm -hmm. taking on that job because like she has the skill set that she has. To me, I I never really felt any sort of impact that way. It was Mm -hmm. almost empowering that they would allow me to take on such big responsibilities and have that kind of be a merit of the work I was doing instead of the fact that I am a woman in those fields. Awesome. That sounds like a good experience. Mm -hmm. I'm also curious because Kemenge, especially here at Queens, has also been joked as being called Femenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's a lot of females. <laughs> I'm in Kemenge as well. There's a lot of females in mm-hmm. our class, more compared to, like, the other mm-hmm. streams of engineering. Mm-hmm. But in industry, like, it seems like there's not as much. And I was in the same position in an internship. Like, there just wasn't as many mm-hmm. females. Um, so what made you want to go into, like, specifically the process, which I think is even, like, less females? And, like, where did that come from, I guess? I think when I was going into chemical engineering, kind of the reason that I ended up choosing that is I couldn't see myself in any other role as, as I didn't really know. I know first year is general and you kind of get to take everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like everything. And I said, well, I don't even know what I would want to take. And I mm-hmm. almost, I went through a little phase where I said, maybe I wanted to go into Apple math because I really liked math in first year. Mm-hmm. And then just sitting down with some of the profs, the kind of way they explained it to me was that you're not going to be able to really do chemistry in any of the other disciplines, but you'll be able to do math in everything you do. So that's kind of what led me into choosing kind of chemical engineering. And then the reason I actually ended up choosing process engineering compared to bio is because it's interesting. A lot of people love bio and I'm just not one of those people. (laughs) Like I just, I didn't even take it in my grade 12 year in high school. It was one of those courses that I just like, I could not take to. Like people (laughs) love it and I just did not. (laughs) So that's actually why I initially went into process engineering. Mm -hmm. But then in school, I really learned that that's 
that's something that I actually like, like that idea of working on plant, like being able to change something from A to B and the in-between and how you can optimize that and either make more of what you're making or somehow like save on money. Like to me, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, oh, how can you do that when you're just working with the same stuff? Like to me, that was so interesting. So that's really why I went into it and then in the workplace like on my internship when I got to learn about the things that you can do as a process engineer kind of it's not so limited to you can only do this you can only work at a plant to me that's what I had initially thought and it just my internship I guess opened my eyes to all the different things that you can do with that degree so I guess coming back in my final year I'm not so much tunnel vision like I need to work at a plant site I need to do like this Mm -hmm. I need to like be saving like changing making little changes like you can do so many things and I think that what it teaches you in school about it is really applicable to a lot of things. Regarding like the male and female ratio in chemical engineering, mm-hmm. um, I think it goes to both Leanne and Sam. Because I heard that you said it, chemical engineering, there's a lot more girls. But why is there less girls in like actual engineering field? For example, you there were like two or three girls and you also said that too. Mm-hmm. So why do you think there are not many females in the actual engineering industry? That's a good I question. Think, I, think, like, <laughs> I think that's a question too that relates to that loss of females at upper levels of industry or in higher academic positions we're having that disparity still because it's now I believe like more than 50% of undergraduate students are female but you still Mm -hmm. look at the CEOs they're they're not female and you're thinking why are there females not in that those higher Mm -hmm. positions I hope it's just that we're coming yeah like I hope that it's we're we're building and has to start and work its way from the ground up I think there's also it gets more complicated as professional females might want to start a family Mm -hmm. there's discussion about that but I really really hope that it's just that we're coming I think so too. I think also looking at chem versus computer engineering, I think chem and especially the bio field, kind of similar to what you guys do in life sciences, it kind of attracts females mm-hmm. and it still attracts like almost the same number of males. But I definitely think things like computer and like electrical is a little just more like maybe the stigma around it being mm-hmm. a guy's mm-hmm. world. I think that we're coming though. And I think I that so. <laughs> and I think with all the things that WISE does as well, like the technovation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all these like outreach things are going to help with that. But I think yeah. it's just not at a young age, you're like wanting to do computer and engineering or something as yeah. a world, just because it's not really taught to us that much. I yeah. was always interested, like, I know Queens has a, one of the better ratios for female students. I think we are at 30%. Yeah. Did you guys know that before you came I, to Queens? I had no clue at all. <laughs> people told me that once I had, like, told people where I was going, they're like, oh, they have, like, a lot of females in the program. I'm like, I didn't even know that. Yeah. But that's great. Yeah. yeah. I, that's, like, part of the culture then, I guess. And I yeah. know that when we go to open houses, it's something that we bring up. Like, yeah. Queens is definitely ahead of some yeah. other schools, and we're at 30% already so I was just wondering if that like factored into you guys choosing Queens potentially I think I learned that in first year and then I was pretty impressed by it yeah and I think the numbers are like going up every year actually I think it's almost maybe more females now so yeah Yeah. because like in life side I feel like there's more females compared to males yeah I think in medicine in general now it is more Mm -hmm. female so maybe that trickles down Mm -hmm. to life science Mm -hmm. definitely interesting to watch those ratios or when you learn of those ratios especially in engineering when they give you that specific number and you're like Mm -hmm. more aware of it you start to notice it around you too yeah that's what I was gonna say too on that is I think because there's a history of it's known that there's potentially more females in chemical engineering than when you're maybe making a decision or someone's making a decision like they say oh I know that other females have done this and people can do this so then I can do that mm-hmm. it's like they've been able to see kind of people ahead of them and like role models that they have maybe in their life outside of this For sure. um and they that's 
to me, that's what I would think of. Definitely. Would be maybe one of the reasons that you see do see those higher numbers. Mm-hmm. So this one will be for <gasps> both of you. Do you have any advice for young girls who want to maybe become a doctor or go into mm-hmm. a medical field or go into an engineering field that's more male-dominated? Do you think experiencing wise has changed your point of view on this? Well, that's a loaded yeah. question. <laughs> I guess we can break it up into two parts because I think the second part of that question is almost a strategy to address the first. And I think Mm -hmm. I I talked about this before. It's a huge theme of why is is finding those mentors and finding those people who you can see who will support you and who you can see yourself becoming or who you would want to aspire to be is really, really important. So I guess if you're interested in those fields, that's amazing. Hopefully you wouldn't be deterred by anything like that. And then just put yourself in an environment of supportive people who would help you get there and would push you to get there. And I guess don't be afraid. One thing that I've definitely learned from wise is to not be afraid to ask for things or to recognize your own worth is a big point I guess as well yeah something I would say kind of echoing off that Mm -hmm. too is knowing that you are capable of of anything that you kind of want to do and if if maybe you haven't heard of someone doing that before then be the first person to do it go out and like you can (laughs) literally do anything like I know there's still stigma like oh women can't do STEM but they can and I think all of us in this room and the amount of people that wise impact is just proof of that that Mm -hmm. you can do anything that you want to do Um, It sounds kind of cliche, but it's so true. No, it's true. In being in wise, I guess, Mm -hmm. then, do you think you felt, well, obviously, you felt more (laughs) like you can empower younger girls to, like, tell them that message and, like, Mm -hmm. also just through all the ways that we have been doing that through our outreach programs? So, yeah, I think we talked about it at the beginning. I mean, you join wise to give back, and it's because you're passionate about inspiring, empowering women in STEM and girls in STEM, but we really both have gained so much from wise, and so I think that that definitely instills in you that that want and that need to give back and that you want to help younger people who are even just a year behind you in school or even people in elementary school or anyone who has any questions about STEM you want to help them and you want to encourage them I know one of my bad habits is like over mentoring people almost like someone will ask me one question and I'll be like how's your year going have you thought about this course have you planned out your life yet because I want to help you I love to do that and I just feel so grateful to have had so many people in my life but definitely at university it's been wise it's been those girls and wise who've supported me and have pushed me into positions I always didn't necessarily want to do and it's why I've grown and it's why I think I am who I am today so I'm always trying to give that back I definitely Mm -hmm. think that that's a huge thing that we all feel and Megan and Leanne and I have talked about a lot this being our final year that we definitely want to leave wise putting that same feeling on the people who are leaving behind no exactly and I just when I think about kind of the work that wise does in to empower kind of little girls I think back to when I was like I don't even remember how old I used to be like the little sparks brownies and the little girl guides and I like I remember when we used to have groups come in and do things like that do little like science experiments mm-hmm. and I remember how you'd be like how did that happen you'd be like it's magic is it magic and they're like no it's science and you're like, okay like that's awesome and it's like I want to do that and then I think to like being in grade 10 and having the opportunity I went to so I'm from Calgary and Mm -hmm. at the University of Calgary they had something hosted by their woman in science and engineering and it was like a day for you to learn about what engineering was and I remember we did this thing where we like built a catapult and my catapult won and I was like what is this they're like you should do engineering and I was like oh maybe (laughs) here I am but it's so true when I see the work that the outreach does Mm -hmm. and I see those little girls I'm like oh my goodness like that was me like once upon a time and I hope that kind of they're taking away the same things and I know that they are because you hear them talk at the end of the days and they're like I love coding and they're like I didn't even know what coding was when I was your age but like that's awesome that Uh they're finding things that they can connect with and being able to see that this is something that they can do Mm -hmm. even if it's something that maybe they hadn't thought of before. Mm 
I think it's so funny. You leave those days after volunteering and you're so absolutely tired. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I always get home and immediately have a hundred stories to tell my housemates about what the kids like said or did or made that day. It just made me smile. So I think you, you leave those days, they're hard and you think back and you're like, did I actually make a difference in that one day? But I think you really can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's what we're just kind of repeating. <laughs> <Yeah. over. laughs> Guys, join wife. Yeah. <laughs> Is there opportunities uh, later on, maybe in the, at the beginning of next year that people can and somehow get involved in WISE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. So even as kind of this hiring in this the spring kind of comes to a close, um, in the fall is when all of the volunteer hiring happens. So as we're talking about our outreach programs, the volunteers, they are the ones who make those programs possible. Yeah. Going out, working with kids from all the way from like elementary school age to like high school mm-hmm. age. And those are kind of opportunities to be able to get involved and even dip your feet in because there's different commitment levels as well. So I know when I was in my first year, I was like, oh, I can't do anything else. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm like so overwhelmed with school. But there yeah. are like awesome working with like Enside Day and Badge Day and things where it's maybe once a semester mm-hmm. and there's also opportunities for people who want to get involved multiple times like a, a month or a, yep. mm-hmm. or even like a week if you wanted to do you yeah. could do as many <laughs> things as you wanted. Exactly. There's like ones that happen weekly or bi-weekly mm-hmm. and then the ones that happen about once a semester so we do that hiring um, in September, the beginning of September usually and then the other thing to mention is our mentorship program. So our mentorship program has very recently just started and we're very very proud of it. So this coming year we're not exactly sure what the schedule will for our mentorship program will be mm-hmm. but we will be hiring for mentees and mentors throughout probably this first and maybe even into the second semester potentially doing rehiring so I think it's just good to always keep an eye out on the the wise facebook page yeah. instagram mm-hmm. Definitely. join our newsletter yeah. and then also if anyone who wants to get involved is just come to any of the events oh. or workshops or any of the of the things that wise hosts throughout the year because it's not only a chance to meet other students but you get to meet the rest of the team and you can learn more that way once you meet someone on the team then then they'll be able to tell you everything that you want to know in kind of different ways to be exactly. able to get involved exactly yeah. so yeah we have big events um our brunch with industry first semester our dinner with industry second semester as well as a bunch of different workshops sprinkled throughout so those are open to anyone who wants to come and i think they're great to network with your fellow students network with professionals network with industry as well as just to gain skills yourself which is a pretty amazing experience yeah. I always leave those days again with so much <laughs> I know every time yeah so everyone just keep your eyes peeled in September and throughout the year for any opportunities to get involved with WISE Sean do you have any other questions okay I have one to Hallie because yeah. um, I'm also in lifestyle yeah. did your view toward your future career um, change compared to what you came with in first year yeah 100% I guess you kind of have those definite ideas of what it means to be in science mm-hmm. so you can see yourself probably becoming a scientist mm-hmm. or you see yourself becoming like a doctor or a vet or like a dentist mm-hmm. um so I'm really lucky my dad's a family doctor back home and um had lots of experiences to work in the hospital there and I think it's a pretty special thing to be a family physician in northern Ontario and mm-hmm. you develop this huge and this trusting and this relationship with your patients that I, I guess I haven't really seen anywhere else so that was definitely a huge inspiration for me through my dad and through um all the experience I've had at the hospital there which has been so amazing and I'm so so grateful for so that was definitely something I came into my first year though I still think that's something that I am still very interested in I coming to Queens and going through the life sciences program and all the opportunities it gives you it does open your eyes to all the different opportunities out there so I really didn't know what it would be like to work in academia and what research was like and you kind of picture a scientist in the lab but you don't really know what that is and I think the life science program because it has involved so many different professors studying so many different things you get to kind of see what life would be like in a bunch of different roles and different programs so though I definitely think that healthcare is where I want to be now I'm definitely more open to 
whether it's directly as a physician and nurse um, or whether it's going to be in healthcare research or even genetic counseling or anything like that, that's not necessarily what you are aware of right away. And I guess my advice is just to keep your eyes open and your mind open to all those other opportunities, which is really applicable to any field. Leanne mentioned too, like you come in with that one idea. You don't want to close your mind off to anything because I think you're closing off different opportunities mm-hmm. and different experiences. Mm-hmm. Through WISE, it's funny. I've attended a lot of engineering events, which mm-hmm. people usually <laughs> laugh at when I'm there and I'm not in engineering. I always, at the end of the day, gain so much from those events. And there's so many things that are applicable through every profession or through every career. So I guess just keep your mind open to different things. And may- who knows, maybe I will be in engineering next hey. year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree because I feel like a lot of first year, especially general science people, um, they come in, they say, I want to become a doctor, you yeah. know? But as you go along, like a lot of my friends too, they started expanding their um, future career path. Some are thinking about going to research, some are yeah. switching to home site, you know? Yeah. And I guess I also just mentioned too, like just because you want to do one thing doesn't mean you can't do something else as well. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in medicine, that's great. Like, I mean, look up the prereqs, write your MCAT, study hard, do everything you have to do because that is a lot of work. But pursue other passions because that won't only make you a better candidate or make you more interesting, mm-hmm. but it'll, it helps your mental health, it helps you yeah. personally. Mm-hmm. I think that's a definite Definitely, I always talk about that, looking at how different I am from first year where I would just study all day, doing my homework and studying and practicing and writing lab reports Mm -hmm. to myself in fourth year where I make so much more time to do um, all the other things that I'm passionate about. And my grades haven't necessarily changed that much, but I know that my happiness has. And it's Mm -hmm. made me such a better person in my fourth year um, and such a more confident and I feel hopefully well-rounded person by letting myself experience other things as well so follow what you want to do fully and commit to that that's amazing but take some time for yourself as well (laughs) it's so true I think it's the same kind of like for us Leanne first year and I feel like a lot of people (laughs) don't get involved some people do but a lot of people don't because of that like stress also everyone's telling you how hard it is so did you find like after actually going into wise and doing other things that it got better (laughs) yeah no for sure so I didn't I I guess Meg kind of touched on this in her podcast but so I joined wise right at the end of first year Mm because first year exactly as you mentioned it like it's it's kind of I looked at my schedule I'm like oh my goodness how am I gonna how am I gonna eat like what am I gonna (laughs) sleep and you just have you have everyone telling you like this is so hard like so I was like okay school like I need to I need to pass I need to do this I need to prove everyone that I can do this Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't until the end of the year where I was like wow I wish I would have actually done something so that's kind of why I did get involved with wise and I think that's another thing that wise taught me is is how to really balance my time (laughs) so once I had kind of made the commitment that I was gonna do this and then like be a part of wise and be a part of the team and and plan this I was working on one of the outreach programs so plan that Mm -hmm. plan that event for the outreach program it was kind of like I would almost schedule it into my calendar ahead of time and I say okay I need to set up x amount of hours like every week to do Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. because I know that this is a priority to me so it really became of a matter of okay I learned how to like balance my priorities Mm -hmm. and and figure out when I need to do what and maybe I don't need to spend 100 million hours studying maybe I should spend time doing other things and as Holly mentioned finding that balance and that does come with the like happiness factor too it's like if you're not spending all your time just focus on school and you're doing the things that you actually like to do then you're going to be happier and Mm -hmm. you're gonna it's gonna reflect wow I'm really glad you asked (laughs) that's such good advice from both of you I'm like inspired (laughs) and it's never too late yeah so true so true well thank you guys so much you guys have been so knowledgeable on wise and (laughs) put so much towards it that it like really is inspiring Mm -hmm. and also like your commitment to it is like wow like I'm just like (laughs) I wish I could have got involved sooner and know about it sooner so Mm -hmm. I'm glad I did now Mm -hmm. and yeah thank you for talking with us today thanks so much for having having us. us we always talk all the time about how 
amazing the team has been this year and how grateful we are to have everybody we do and have everyone with such initiative like you guys <laughs> that we could just take credit for because <laughs> you guys are you guys are so amazing and we couldn't do any of the stuff we do without you guys so yeah. thanks and this podcast is amazing and yeah. I think both of us we're just so excited coming here today we're like we want to be there yeah. Like, yeah. this is so cool yeah. it is cool that's cool we're in a cool room yeah. <laughs> all right thank you guys so much thank thanks you. bye <laughs>